Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. Tonight, I want to talk about the brand new film, Cruella, which is coming to Disney. Um, I think it might be on Disney Plus um, this May. It's going to star Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Um, so, okay, I actually did this earlier. I did record it, but I just thought it was terrible and I sounded like really sick. I'm not sick, but I just had like a really like gravelly voice, uh, which I, I normally have, I guess, but it just sounded really bad. So I want to get into this trailer that I saw for this movie and... First of all, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, I think my first thought was what a lot of people said in like different comment sections, which is it feels very DC inspired, right? It feels like something that comes straight out of like a Joker or Harley Quinn movie, um, which is different. I will say that like it's definitely something um, it's different when it comes to Disney, but it does feel like been there, done that. But at the same time, I don't know, there's some kind of element of it that I I do find intriguing and I want to watch more. Um, I, I, I don't, like, I just, I really was just taken. It was weird. I was like, this is, this is, especially coming off the heels of seeing the brand new Justice League trailer. I'm a huge DC and Marvel. I love them both, but I'm a huge DC fan. And so I cannot wait for this new Justice League. Like, I can go into depth about how angry I am with the, the DCU. And I feel like someone at the DCU is like a DC troll. They actually hate DC because of all the dumb decisions they're making. Um, like I'm really happy for all the announcement of, of the announcements of new castings of new characters and things. But you have Henry Cavill, right? The most like he's gorgeous. First of all, like they're honestly Ray Fisher, uh, Henry Cavill, uh, Jason Momoa, gorgeous guys. But you have freaking Henry Cavill sitting there and you're doing nothing with him like I'm sorry I'm not even a Superman fan like that I'm just not Batman's my that's my dude but Henry Cavill is so perfect <laughs> in the role of Superman and the role of Clark in in just in general and the fact that you are just sitting on him it, it really does feel like they're just sit, they're sitting on him you know you look at Chris Evans you look at Chris Hemsworth you look at um Robert Downey Jr I'm just I'm not saying they're fine but they're okay but I'm saying you you look at these guys and you see how Marvel is just like eating them up right Iron Man has three films plus he's been in what four Avengers movies um and then he's also been in the Captain America movie so he's been in he's in Spider-Man he's he's done a lot Chris Evans same thing right uh Chris Hemsworth same thing they've done a lot of films under this umbrella I'm not trying to compare but I'm saying that like that's what you do when you're proud of an actor that you have, right? And Henry Cavill's an actor to be proud of that you have. And so the fact that they're just sitting on him, like, okay, yes, he did the Justice League. He did Batman versus Superman. He did Superman, uh, whatever that was, Superman Returns, whatever it was. Um, or Man of Steel, Man of Steel, thank you. He did all three of those. But I mean, you can't utilize him more than that. I mean, come on, dude, Man of Steel was how many years ago? Like, and I'm so excited for Justice League, but you're promoting it now. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, I'm I'm ready for that. I'm so excited. But it's just like, that is, he is someone you don't want to sit on with this role. You just don't. They, Jason Momoa seems to be moving at a fair pace with movies and stuff, um, which is great, obviously. But it's just like, they're really doing really in my opinion they're doing really well with the casting of these characters 
they're doing them a disservice by just sitting on them, you know? Uh, I think her name is Gal. Gal is wonderful as Wonder Woman. And she's done a lot of work. You know, she did Batman vs Superman. She did Justice League. She's now done two of her own films. And Wonder Woman came out years after Man of Steel. So it's so crazy that they're just sitting on Henry Cavill. And I just feel like they're wasting his time. And that sucks to say, but I do. I feel like they're wasting Superman and they're wasting Henry Cavill. So whoever is in charge over there at DC, figure it out. Like, just, just figure it out. But anyway, so this movie just looks really cool uh, in its own unique kind of way. The only issue that I'm really having with a lot of these Disney remakes is why are we doing this whole feeling sorry for the villain type thing? Because, I mean, okay, granted, I don't know if that's what's going to happen in this movie, but I get the vibe that that's what's going to happen. We're going to be introduced to a Cruella de Vil who doesn't really fit into the world. She just has her own way of thinking, and she's been put down for this way of thinking, and she's just been told that she's weird or whatever. And so they humanize her. Not I... And I hate seeing humanized because they're humans. Like even people who do bad things, terrible things, they're still human. We take the human element out of them because we can't relate, right? But they're still human. They are still human at the end of the day. So I hate saying they are like dehumanizing her. What I'm saying is they're trying to, I feel like a lot of these movies try to make us like the villain or, or try to like find the the us in the, the I get, I'm saying it again the humanity in the in the villain but I think that's what makes us like the villains the way they are though right like you like the villain if you like the villains you like the villains because they're kind of ruthless they kind of do what they want to do they're petty they're this they're that the third and trying to give them these like story arcs that they're just not necessary you know what I mean like they're just they're not I think I think it's cool to find out some of their backstories you learn some cool information but ultimately it's just like why was this needed and I think the biggest my biggest issue was the Maleficent films. I get that those were a retelling told from Maleficent's point of view, but the thing about those movies to me is, is that I feel like it took Maleficent out of those films. I really do. I feel like, you know, they made her this good guy. They made her this caring person that we love and we really care for and we feel very sad for her situation. And it's like, dude, in the original movie, she's just this petty fairy who didn't get invited to a party. Like, that's what she was. And that's fine. And I think Angelina Jolie did a great job with that, the the, the scene that mirrors the, the animated film. But, and she did a great job overall. But it's just like, did we really need this though? Did we need this? And the problem with that film, Maleficent, was even though it was her film, it downplayed and downscaled everybody else around her to the point where you just don't really care about anybody else, you know? Sleeping Beauty, to me, the original film, in just my opinion, gave you a really good vibe and feel for all the characters in it, right? You liked Prince Hubert, Prince Philip, you liked King Hubert, his father, you liked uh, the minstrel or whatever he was, the little drunk guy, you liked King Stefan and his wife whenever she said something, um, you loved the three good fairies, you liked Maleficent if you liked her, and then you like Aurora. There's, you know, everybody had something going for them in that movie. And I think Maleficent just chopped everybody else out because they were like, well, we have Angelina Jolie as Maleficent, we don't have to do anything else. We got what we needed, right? And I mean, I guess her bird Diablo, that's his name in the in the actual like canon, but I don't know what his name was in the I can't remember his name in the movie. But you have his character who, by the way, screams this was supposed to be Johnny Depp, which is a little it's kind of a problem. But you know, you just there was so much you could have done with Maleficent that I feel like you didn't need to change that. You know, you could have made her love Aurora but also gave Aurora more. You know, that, that like Philip was completely useless, useless, I'm sorry, in that movie. And the Three Good Fairies, they were kind of useless too. Like I just, 
you get a vibe from them in the original film. Like they, they love Aurora. Like they're excited to, to be human and to help her. And yeah, it's hard being human. Magic is tough, you know, having no magic in your life. But you got a sense they really loved Aurora. Where it was like, in this movie, it seemed like they just could not wait to be fairies again so they could just continue to do magic the way they want to. Like they seemed very self-absorbed um, in this film. And I, I think that was like a problem. Like I said, Philip was just like, whatever. You made King Stefan the villain, which I did not like at all um and yeah you, you really are just focusing on angelina jolie as maleficent that's really what disney focused on and i think that was the problem with the film she doesn't even become a dragon she's not green and she doesn't become a dragon like girl problems um and then you went and made, you made a sequel and to me the sequel as as much as i liked it because i did like it for what it was it was another unfortunate thing for me because I was like you know what I was hoping the sequel with the title Mistress of All Evil I was hoping the sequel would actually have her descend into darkness and then she would get the green face and then she would turn to the dragon we want to see but no that didn't do anything to, to really help that story along um because that's that's what I wanted I, you know I think when we went to go see or a lot of us I mean people love Maleficent don't get me wrong people love these movies but I think there's I think at the core of Maleficent's fan base, we like her because she's just wicked. She is who she is and she doesn't need to change for anyone. And I mean, I suppose that's kind of what she's like in these movies, but it's just like, I don't know, but I I wanted to see Petty, Maleficent. I mean, she's Petty in the movie, but I wanted to see her. I, I, it just wasn't, it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. In Cruella de Vil, I'm hoping they don't go the same route. I'm hoping that Maleficent thing was just like a one-shot deal and we're not doing this with every villain now because honestly like do we really want to feel sorry for Cruella I don't I don't but what I do want to see out of this film I want to see Maleficent or Maleficent I'm sorry Cruella and um Anita's relationship I love Anita I love Roger um I love that that couple and because I believe Cruella and Anita went to school together right I believe they either went to school together or they knew each other in like the fashion world or something so I would love to see the dynamic between the two. I'm hoping that like someone is playing Anita in this film. I haven't looked it up. I haven't done my research because I just, I really just want to go in blindly. Um, and I feel like if I go and I do my research and I find out things, I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm just giving you my fantasy. I want them to kind of have this kind of struggle. And I'm assuming the Emma Thompson character is either her mother, a fashion designer, somebody that Cruella obviously looks up to because she's also donning the black and white. And so I think she's doing hers as either um a sort of um paying homage to this woman or paying homage to this woman or she's doing it as like a mockery so we're not quite sure but i i'm not sure like i said i don't know if that's her mother if that's her grandmother i'm assuming it'd be her mother not her grandmother um or just someone she worked for that that belittled her or whatever she's trying to replace her who knows but i'm really hoping for um Anita to be somewhere in that dynamic, you know, to, to see her friend kind of like falling. Cause I think that's the story we're getting. I think, well, I hope that's the story we're getting is to see kind of her descent into why she is the way she is. Do we need this? No, we don't need this. But at the same time, it's, it's here, it's happening. So let's watch it. Right. Um, I do want to see more of Jasper and Horace. I'm really hoping they're in this film too. Um, I really just find those characters funny and I just want to see how they, you know, will react or how they're going to be. Because obviously this is not the same version that we're getting that we had with Glenn Close. Those two movies, this is definitely like its own deeper, dark, gritty kind of film story. I mean, well, not dark, gritty, but compared to that, absolutely. Um, 
So I want to see how all these characters that were in the original film um, and then also in the, oh, the original as in the animated and then in the uh, live action remake from the 90s, I want to see how all these characters are going to be placed in this film and how different they will be in contrast to each other because she feels completely different from Glenn Close's character. Yes, there are some similarities to her, but she feels very, very different. This does feel very Devil Wears product, like a, a dark side. It, it kind of gives me, uh, it kind of gives me Devil Wears Prada meets like Birds of Prey meets American Psycho. That's the vibe that this movie gives me. Why American Psycho? I don't because because she's she snaps. Um, I think that's the only reason why. Like it just it just gives me those vibes. But yes, I'm very excited uh, for this film in. <laughs> For what it is i can't like i don't sometimes i sound too excited and i'm not actually as excited as i might sound and then sometimes i'm more excited like i'm i'm actually meaning to be more excited than i sound does that make sense like i'm just kind of i'm in the middle um but like i said you could stick harley quinn or joker in this movie and honestly it would it would make sense <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it wouldn't be too off the wall because that's how it feels of course they should never be in this movie i'm not saying that, that like they should be in this i'm saying the, the way this film feels and the way that it flows from the trailer, if Harley Quinn walked in, in this movie, or even Mar, what's her name, Margot something, even if she like played another character, but it was like Harley Quinn-esque for two seconds, it would not surprise me. I'd be like, you know, I see this. I, I, I get it because of how the direction they're going. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just, I have so many questions for this film. And I am reading, um, the Cruella book. It's from the, the, it's like a Disney book of villains or whatever. Um, they have like several volumes. It's actually like a, it's a book of series. I'm sorry, where it's hello. It's a book series about the Odd Sisters. And um, I've been reading them for years. They're really good books. I think Serena, I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. But I think it is Serena. I think that's her first name. I think she's the author of these books. And it's really good. It started out with the uh, Evil Queen and then went into, uh, beast from beauty and the beast he's not a villain but you know he has like it's called the beast within you have to read them you have to read these books and then there it goes into ursula and then we get i think um uh, maleficent a poison apple book there's mother gothel cruella and then i think the next one coming up is lady Tremaine. so there's like eight books in total and a lot of them center on the odd sisters these these three magical witches or maybe four i forgot how many there were and basically like their dealings with like the darker side of, of some of the Disney villains and they're interesting books I will say there are a few of them that I think fall flat Ursula's being the one that fall, that fell flat to me because I love The Little Mermaid that is my favorite story and I feel like we were getting way more of the odd sister story than I needed out of that story like girl I came here for Ariel and, and Ursula and Vanessa I did not come here for this so just <laughs> but it was a good book Serena if you're ever listening to this if that's your name I'm so sorry if it's not I apologize but if you're listening to this I appreciate um but yeah I'm, I'm getting into that book I'm actually gonna start I'm, I haven't read the Cruella one yet I'm actually getting into it so I'm hoping when I read that um I want to see if it blends into this or if they're going off another author because honestly there are so many retellings of, of Disney villains and stuff now in in like bookstores there's so many and it's hard to keep track of who belongs to what you know what I mean like there's just so many books but um I I I don't know. I, I kind of want to watch the trailer again because I honestly, like, I've only seen it twice and I was just very like, okay, I feel like we're going to go the route of Maleficent where it's just, I mean, I guess the difference between Maleficent and Cruella is Cruella plays such a big part. I'm not saying that that Maleficent doesn't play a huge part in Sin Beauty. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying Cruella plays such a huge part in the 101, the 101 Dalmatians, right? Um, 
Because in that film, human-wise, there's not that many people to gravitate to except for Roger and Anita. You know, you have um, Pretty and Pongo, um, and then you have all their pups, but you don't really have, like, central characters, if that makes sense, like, besides them, because they're not even in the movie that, that often be uh, um, Anita and, and Roger. I think Cruella, probably out of all the humans besides uh, Horace and Jasper, has, like, the most screen time. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's it. And she makes such an iconic entrance. Yes, in Sleeping Beauty, you can argue Maleficent does the same thing. However... It's clear that the three good fairies are the star of the stars of that movie. They have the most screen time. And, you know, when you you get introduced to Prince Philip in different areas and you you end up liking him a lot. Um, Aurora, same thing. There's also a lot of Prince uh, King Hubert. I keep calling him Prince. King Hubert and King Stefan. There's a lot of conversation between the two of them. So again, there are other characters to bounce, like other human characters to bounce off of. It's not just Maleficent. She happens to be in the story, but there's a lot of the story she's not in. You know, there's a lot of like iconic, I guess, moments that she's done. Of course, she's in the, the, the dragon scene, but even that, I'll argue that she's a dragon in that scene. She's not herself. Or Cruella de Vil, she's herself throughout. And she's flawed and she's messy and she's ridiculous. And she's she's a good time. She's a good time villain. And so doing a film that just focuses on her, it's not as bad to me, I guess, because in, in you know, 101 Dalmatians, human-wise, who else do we really have, if that makes sense? Like, when it comes to Sleeping Beauty, there's other characters we can latch onto that we could easily want to see more of Prince Philip being one, um, or the Three Good Fairies actually being useful in the live-action films being another. But when it comes to Cruella, she she's she's funny, she's comedic, she's, she's a disaster. She's all these things that are interesting. So it's different to me, her having an origin story movie. Um, it, it is a little more intriguing to me than like a Maleficent, I guess. Because um, it doesn't seem like they're trying to rewrite her and make her a good person. They might though. In the beginning of the film, we might get someone that, we, that they want us to relate to and stuff, which I don't think is necessary. Um, but... I, like, I, like I said, I don't, this just feels like a good, I, I, my, my point, I guess, is falling apart here. I'm sorry. But this feels like a good time is what I'm saying. And that's why I want to see this. I'm, I, I'm really surprised because I'm not a huge Emma Stone fan. I'm not saying she's a bad actress or anything. She's actually really good. I just, I haven't watched a lot of what she's in because it doesn't, it doesn't seem to um, entice me to watch it, I guess. I like, I liked her in Easy A. I thought that was funny. I liked her in um, the Amazing Spider-Man series. I thought she was a good Gwen Stacy. And I want to say there was something else I liked her in too, but I can't remember what it. Oh, the Help. So I, I've seen her in a few things, and I like I like her when I see her sometimes. But she's not someone I will go and watch a movie for. She's just not. Um, and so actually seeing her as this character it really makes you want to go watch this film like I have to say like there's something about the entire dynamic of this and maybe because it is so DC that makes me want to see it um but even if that's the reason I don't care I still I really want to see how the story plays out and it's it's so weird because I'm like it's the one time that I actually don't care if I don't see the Dalmatians like I I, you see Dalmatians in the trailer so you know they're going to be in it well Dalmatians we don't know if those Dalmatians will be in it because again this might just be a prequel leading up to 101 who knows um which I suppose is fine too sure um but if if they're going to do that then I really do want them to build up Anita and Roger that way if there is a sequel that is going to be a straight up 
remake of 101 Dalmatians, we already have a setup of who these people are. Do they have to be together? Absolutely not, because they get together in the, the next film, but at least set them up. You know what I mean? Set up Anita enough to where we like her. She's, you know, we go see her in another film, her character, and set up Roger. You know, I think, I think Roger's jobs, depending on the time era that he's in, are pretty cool. So I really would like to see these characters kind of thrown in there in little bits and pieces and just seeing how these, these things work. Because obviously, Cruella is going to be the center. And why this film works to me on a level that Maleficent didn't work is because Cruella has different facets of her life, right? She's this, like I said, she's a, she's a disaster. But she's like this, I think she's like a fashion model or something. She she loves clothes. She loves designer things. She's got money to spend, you know? So there's, and she's, she's, does what she wants she's she's cuckoo and that's that's fun I she seems like a really good time character like like a Harley Quinn I guess so it would be really fun to watch that she has enough personality well-roundedly where I would watch a film about her and it's there's I like I said there's just so much going on with Maleficent a lot of it stems from you didn't invite me to your daughter's christening so we have issues this is like actually I have a problem I have this thing where I like to wear you know fur and steal your animals and stuff like you know like she's low she's low down Cruella is low down I'm excited for this movie so I don't know at the end of the day I really can't wait to see what what comes of it I want to hear I really want to hear like a really cool cinematic version of um her song Cruella DeVille I really want to hear that who I would get to sing that um probably Billie Eilish um I'm not even a bit I'm not even a big Billie Eilish fan or or even like maybe a Melanie Martinez but make it like a creepy kind of vibe I just I want I want to hear that once I hear that I think or maybe even Emma Stone herself might sing the song who knows but I want to hear something like that I think that would really put like set the mood right um for this movie I, I just do but yeah I mean the Disney remakes so far have been you know pretty good I I, I have to say like there's not one that I'm like eh, scratch that I think Dumbo was the one that like out of all of them I just could like no <laughs> no I, I no I don't like Beauty and the Beast either I was not a big fan of that I think Emma Watson is a great actress she's not a singer um and Beauty and the Beast just wasn't one of my favorite stories I just it just isn't um I wasn't a huge fan of the Alice films like the first one I thought was really cute the second one was also cute but that's what the, they're cute they're just cute to me I, I thought they could have been done much better um the fashion in those movies though like Mia Vosikovska and everything she wears beautiful absolutely stunning I love her clothing um but I loved Aladdin I loved um Cinderella Cinderella is actually one of my favorites really well really well done I liked Lady and the Tramp as well really well done and I in my opinion under underrated I liked that one um so yeah I can't, like I said I can't wait to see what's going to become of this movie and as it draws near I, I hope to see more of it and I would love to see Cruella fashion in places I could see like Forever 21 having a Cruella de Vil line I could see Hollister H&M having like Cruella de Vil lines I think if Disney is smart they'll do that because who better than her right Cruella de Vil is like a fashion icon or at least in her mind she is um and I remember reading when I was a kid actually that Cruella de Vil's character is like designed after like I believe a model, but I think she had like a drug problem or something. No, I'm serious. Like, I, I remember reading something about that where it's like she's designed after like um, a, a supermodel or somebody with like, you know, actual drug problems. I I can't remember where I read this or if I watched it on something. Like, I feel like they were talking to a Disney 
Imagineer or animator and that's what ended up happening because uh, either I read it and it came from the mouth of an you know Imagineer or an animator I'm sorry an animator or it was actually something I watched but I remember keeping that in my head since I was a kid that she was designed after like I don't think it was a specific model in general it could have been I don't think so but I do remember that like that was her archetype like her archetype is that right is that I'm saying that right that's what she was designed after like like how Alyssa Milano was part of the inspiration for Ariel fun fact um it's kind of one of those things it, it's not saying that well it's it's saying that that's kind of what they were going for a certain look um and that's what her look is is sort of like someone who has like a drug issue or whatever um was the way that they put it in the article in the magazine I was a kid so this was a long time ago um but yeah I mean that's I wonder if that'll also play in in this film is like will we like well I mean I don't know obviously Cruella has a smoking problem in the first film so but I don't know if like her like if we'll get into her addictions and her issues like will we get into that because that's what I want to know because like I said this film feels darker it does not feel like a film that's meant to appease kids it feels like a film that's meant to appease like 20 and 30 somethings you know what I mean it feels like it's meant to to appease adults so in a film like this I guess we could go and dive really into how she thinks how she feels what she does and that's kind of exciting like I said that and, and on top of that you know you give her like killer fashion and a killer soundtrack and we're going like I'm you guys I'm ready for this like I might even I'm ready I think I'll watch Birds of Prey before I go see this film again. Like, I like Birds of Prey. I'll watch that movie again just to get in that vibe because that's what this feels like. Seriously. So I'm excited. Um, the next time I, I do a podcast, I'm going to talk about Mortal Kombat and my thoughts on that. Um, I'll try to keep it shorter than this. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, by the way, like I said, Cruella drops this May. I believe it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. If theaters start opening up again, then maybe in theaters as well. Disney, I would say release Black Widow. I just have to say this. I know that there's a lot of people who want to see it in theaters. And I say, keep that same energy. Please do keep that energy. Because I think Disney, if you're listening, which it should be, I think what you you guys should do is release it like HBO is doing, right? Have it on your platform for a month, whatever. And then go ahead and release it in theaters when it's time. Because people will go see Black Widow in theaters, even though it's on Disney Plus, they will. Cause some people just wanna get out of the house and go see a movie, right? Some people just wanna go do that. And so I think if you did that, or, you know, you either release them at the same time or you release Black Widow on the streaming service now for a month and then you took it off and then you allow people to go see it later. Maybe do like a two for one feature, right? Like maybe do, maybe do something like Black Widow and then do like one of the other films that she's very prominent in like a two for one feature at the theaters why not why not do that right why not or or put out something that you put on the streaming service what like what whatever have you i'm telling you i think people would love that or maybe it's like a really cool like wandavision something you know give them like a little wandavision something i don't like it's us you guys have you know disney you know what to do but i'm serious like i really think that some of these films should just drop on disney plus for a certain amount of time that way if you want to see it on disney plus you have 30 days to watch it if you don't want to watch it on disney plus you want to wait for the theater okay cool whenever those do reopen you'll get your chance then but you did have the option to see it because i do think that people will go see movies like black widow um movies like even like Raya and the Last Dragon, if it's good, I think people will want to go see it 
in both. Movies like Maleficent and stuff, or I'm um, sorry, uh, Cruella, maybe you should keep on the service, only because the live action remakes are a big gamble. They're, they're a bigger gamble because we've seen these movies and a lot of people don't like the remakes. Like people love them, they make their money, but a lot of people don't like them because it's like, you're taking away my childhood, which by the way, is not a thing. You're not, No one is rewriting your childhood because your childhood cannot be rewritten, okay? No one has a time stone that can go back and change things. Relax. Your childhood is not being rewritten. They're just doing something in a different direction. If you don't like it, then you always have the movie from your childhood. Sorry. <laughs> just had to say that I'm really getting sick and tired of, of hearing about The Little Mermaid being a black girl. So I'm like, I'm sorry. But guess what, guys? <laughs> She's white with red hair in the animated film that's been out for over 30 years. If you want to see that version of her, you got it on Disney streaming services. And if you were a big fan, you'd have it at home already. So shut up and watch that version. Let other people enjoy things. Okay, thanks. Bye. But anyway, I'm done with this. I will see you guys in the next one. We will get into Mortal Kombat. Peace. Thank you.